Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Hump day. That's right. It's Wednesday. Hump day. Middle of the week. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I um, am Beats. I just want to tell you guys that. Oh, yeah. I'm sh- there was a lot of activity in New York last night. There was a lot going on. Shout out to 50 Cent. Um, he had his uh, premiere of season six yesterday at Madison Square Garden. Uh, totally for stars. Yeah, for, for stars. I mean, on stars for power. That's right. Totally uh, sold out. He had a, a bunch of performances. And then they showed the episode. So he had Snoop perform. He had uh, EPMD, Fetty Wap, Trey Songs. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was on that stage. There were so many different people. Then he showed the episode. Then after he showed the episode, he had a, a party. But the reason I like 50, if you're cool with 50, I know a lot of people hate him. But if you're cool with him, he makes sure that you get money. So, of course, Stars is the networks that was throwing all the events. He made sure that he had his fellow DJs, his, his brothers of, of the DJ community, doing everything. So there was one DJ that was uh, riding on a bus all day long, playing music, promoting power. She got paid. Shout out to Steph Case. Then after that, she was in the club and she got paid. I wasn't at his club last night, but he had a corporate party for stars. And I DJed the corporate party and I got paid. And then another DJ did another event and they got paid. And another DJ DJed on stage. Like, he Take makes care sure, of the DJ. He makes sure he takes care of his family. So shout out to 50 Cent, man. All right, well, I that's also, good. Um, a Jeezy, Jeezy, he had a listening session. Jeezy you went to that too? Yeah, I went to Jeezy listening session last night. Shout out to Angie Martinez. I ran into Angie Martinez. And um, right when I was walking out, guess who was walking in? Who? Wendy Williams. Wow, she is out and about. Yeah, she was out and about. Yeah, and you know her and uh, Angie really don't see eye to eye. They got into a fist fight. Yeah, that's in Angie's book. Yeah, so... I don't know what happened last night. I, I didn't see, hear anything about any fights going on, but... Uh, I'm sure they're way past that part of their lives, both of them. That was when they were way... Yeah, okay. Young. You don't... Come on, they're not going to fight. When I don't like you as a kid, I don't like you as an adult. You never know. Angie has a show coming on WeTV. She's not thinking about that. They both got a kid around the same age. They could have got it popping last night. She was with her son. It would have been a big family fight, but... It would but, not have been a big... Stop but, it. But shout out to Angie Martinez. I ran into her last night. Good to see Angie. It was a crazy night, man. A lot going on. So many different people in, in the city. It was... It was a lot. I can't wait for y'all to see Power Season uh, 6, Episode 1. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I didn't go anywhere last night. I was working all day. But it was the last day I've been doing this State Farm podcast. It's called Colorful Lives. It's about finances. And yesterday was the last day plus a photo shoot. So I was working till um, like 8-something last night. So it was a long nine-hour day of work. Okay. Well, After that, I was dead to the world. I was like, I'm going home. I'm dead to the world now. And I'm coming down with something. Somebody told me to take some Alka-Seltzer tablets and water. I never did this before. Oh, you shouldn't do that. No? You should have had some juices. You got a juice with you? Uh, I don't have one for you, but we can get you one. Okay, cool. Well, let's get the show cracking. Now, Snoop Dogg will be joining us. We'll Snoop Dogg. Okay, I saw he was out and about yesterday in Snoop New York. Snoop was out and about yesterday. And also Stacey Abrams. Yes, she ran for governor of Georgia. Right. 
Yeah, so we'll kick it with her as well. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. Now, Jewish leaders are outraged by something that Donald Trump said. And, of course, you know, they should have been outraged, but this is yet another reason. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we starting with, Yee? Uh, well, let's start with Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump said that Jewish Americans, if you're a Democrat and you vote Democrat, it means that you are not loyal. Listen to this. Where has the Democratic Party gone? Where have they gone where they're defending these two people over the state of Israel? And I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. He just says anything, huh? Right. So a lot of people were objecting to this, a lot of Jewish leaders as well, in particular. Uh, now, the Anti-Defamation League CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, tweeted out, it's unclear who POTUS is claiming Jews would be disloyal to, but charges of disloyalty have long been used to attack Jews. As we've said before, it's possible to engage in the democratic process without these claims. It's long overdue to stop using Jews as a political football. And then uh, Haley Sofer, who's the executive director of the Jewish Democratic Council of America, said this is yet another example of Donald Trump continuing to weaponize and politicize anti-Semitism. And Jewish Americans largely are traditionally staunch supporters of the Democratic Party. And polling suggests that they do continue to overwhelmingly be Democrats and to oppose Donald Trump as well. They said Jewish Americans voted for the Demo Democratic Party by about three to one margin in the 2018 midterm elections. He just says whatever he wants and he gets away with it. It's never a problem. He doesn't it's, mind offending any group of people. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter to him, which is and crazy. Causing any type of separatism. Mm -hmm. All right, and since we're talking about running for the presidency, Joe Biden has expanded his lead over the Democratic field. They said that he has 29% uh, of of registered voters saying that they back him. Now behind him right now is Bernie Sanders at 15% and then Elizabeth Warren at 14%. They said that Kamala Harris in the meantime has dropped from 17% support in the June polls and now she's down to 5%. Wow. A potential yeah, Democratic that means nothing. voters. It's just polls. Polls mean absolutely nothing. Polls haven't predicted the, the last three presidents. Yeah, because uh, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win. Hillary Clinton was supposed years. to win. Barack was supposed uh, to lose the first time. didn't stand a chance. Nope. Like, no, polls don't matter. All right, now Facebook is allowing users to see what companies are tracking you. So you'll be able to see and control the data that outside websites and apps share with Facebook because you know how they do that targeted advertising. Mm -hmm. You can actually opt out of having that shared now. So there's on the settings page, you'll see a list of third-party websites, like clothing sites, whatever, that share browsing activity with Facebook. And then you can opt out of future tracking and disconnect that data from your account. What's what that the, chain letter that everybody yeah, was reposting? Uh, what was that contract? It was like a contract everybody was posting. I don't know what that was. I don't know if that everybody was Everybody kept real. reposting it. Like, oh, my God, you have to do this now. <laughs> it's amazing how nobody does any research or anything. They just share it based off the feeling that it gives you. So they're telling us, oh, they can hack your information, so let's just They let's own just your share information, it. what's going on here. Yeah, I have no idea what that was about. As if that meme is a binding contract. You ain't signed nothing. Nothing right? signed nothing. <laughs> like, I just ignored it. By the way, I say that until our information starts getting leaked out there. What information's on Facebook that I'm scared? I didn't even read the post. I just saw everybody reposting it. I started. So I, I read, like, the beginning of it, and I was like, man, I'm not Nobody like signed that. it. It's like, is, is Instagram going to go check every post to see who signed it, who didn't? I'm like, you know what? This By the is way, stupid. I'll delete all my pages before any of that stuff happens. Social media is not that serious to me. 
Okay. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Will from Minneapolis. Will, get it off your chest. Uh, not that I want to get it off. Well, I wanted Charlemagne to get it off his chest. I wanted to know uh, why he hated Drake for so many years and does he still have that energy? And uh, then I want to ask you is... Um, I think you should bring your seminars to Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, make me one of your mentees like you did the dudes in Jersey. Uh, I think the housing market out here is uh, is growing. The city is growing. I think you guys could probably, you know, make some make a good profit off the houses here. You want to start with the Drake, Charlemagne? Um, I just simply didn't like Drake when he first started because I didn't like him, and I still <laughs> I, I still don't like when he sings. But uh, I think he's one of the best rappers when he raps and uh i respect what he's grown to be i guess yeah you're gonna make him catch your body and maybe we'll try to get a seminar out there i mean a lot of people call and ask for seminars in different areas we try to get as close as possible to those areas uh you gotta understand you know we 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 take in a lot of those calls whether it's the venue whether it's the flying because we fly the credit people up we fly the mortgage person shot the mat we fly the conventional lending the hard money lending the lawyers the attorneys the agents we get them all to you so we can actually you know show you how to do it but we'll see if we can get close you know we got atlanta coming up atlantic city uh houston and la so if you're in that area man try to make that drive out there brother all right, bro. All right. Have a good one. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Mike from Jersey. Mike, what's up, man? Why are you so aggressive this morning? Mike, be happy, Mike. <laughs> Man, man, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Sorry, just got a lot on my chest, and, and you got you guys just got me started with that uh, segment about Donald Trump. Go. So that's what I got to get off my chest. You know, my opinion is this. Everyone wants to ascribe a, a lot of things to one person, and if we keep doing that, we're missing the whole point. And I've heard, you know, I think Charlemagne spoke on this before. Um, I hear a lot of people just regurgitating things they hear on the news and they don't really understand what's going on. This is not about one person. This is about 40%. This is a referendum on our country. 40% of this country has voted for this man. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted to point that out and get that off my chest. Uh, Again, good morning to all of you. Love the show, watch it every day. Uh, so just wanted to throw that out there. No, I do, I, I do agree with you, my brother. But the, the one thing I would push back on a little bit, that one man is the president of the United States of America. So, yes, you do have 40 million people that think just like him, but they're just not in the position of power that he's in. So that's why this is a little different. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Charlamagne. And I appreciate that. And, and you're right. I mean, he is the most powerful person in the world, he, he, he's supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, by by position, the leader of the free world. But my point is, people need to stop ascribing this to him. I, I respect that that office, or I used to when my president was in there. Um, but you know, he we we have to recognize where this country is. 
All right, what, what, and where this country has always been. Make sure you listen to Stacey Abrams this morning on The Breakfast Club, too, because she's got this thing called Fair Fight 20, 2020. Yep. And that's something that I've been talking about for a while. I don't know why they're rushing everybody to go out there and vote next year when we know that this fight is fixed. So she just wants to make sure it's a fair fight in 2020. Yeah, she'll be joining us at 9 a.m. Hello, who's this? Good morning, good morning. Envy, Ashley, and the guards. What's, What's up, morning, King? Good morning. How are you, King? I'm doing well, man. How y'all? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. No doubt, no doubt. I just want to tell the single parents out there, man, it may be a struggle in the beginning, just stick it out, man. It's going to get greater later, man. All the single mothers and fathers out there, man. And um, check out my page on Instagram and Twitter at Rich Fatherhood. Got some dope material for the parents out there. Check it out. Okay, now, I'm going to be honest with you. We say it's going to be greater later, but that's only if your kid becomes successful. If your kid turns out to be a bum, <laughs> it's not too, not too great. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name Adrian. Get it off your chest. I just want to spread some positivity. First of all, good morning, everyone. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm just so happy. Today's my anniversary with my fiance. Of happy four anniversary. Years. Nice. Yes, my beautiful and loving fiance. He's been my everyday. I love him so much. And just wanted to say happy anniversary, baby. I love you. Did you get him a present? My scholarship. Yep, I did. I did. I was lacking, though. I went to Bath and Body Works, you know, got him some, and I got him a nice spot. Okay. Know. That's sweet. All right, Mama. Reservations for later. Okay. Oh, that's well, nice. enjoy your day, Mama. Thank you. And I got my scholarship reinstated today. It was just a great, great news day. Okay, right, well, thank you, Mama. Enjoy your day. I love when people have amazing days like that. She's having a, her anniversary with her fiance and got that money coming through. Hello? Big chocolate to toast up oh, in time. How's everybody? Oh, boy. You know I don't what like you. So, listen, I got two quick questions. <sighs> One, that? when am I going to be invited down to the studio? Like Never. Oh, my God. Never. Bet on that. N-E-V-E-R with a period. Huh? Envy? No, it's not gonna happen. Never, bro, bro. Hey, big chocolate the toe sucker. Somebody, uh, your girlfriend sent in a question to ask Yee about you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, she said, "Hey, I need some girl advice. My boyfriend loves feet and wants to kiss and touch other girls' feet. I've let him before, and now he still wants to continue doing it when I ask him to stop. The what e- should she do?" The email I got. Uh, tell him to suck her toes with tequila. The email I got said you like to suck more than toes. Wow. So check this out. I got a song for you real quick, Charlemagne. Oh, right? wow. Charlie's Angels that. Remix, right? Oh, God. Check it out. Question, I'll tell you, Charlemagne's a guy with no class. After he uses the toilet, he forgets to wipe his own ass. All you fans that think Charlemagne has half a brain, throw your hands up with me. You like that? Nope. I didn't get it. Did it rhyme? <laughs> Where you from? You from Milwaukee? Uh, no, I'm from New York, man. I'm Westchester. Oh, damn. Have a blessed day, sir. All right. Take it. He must think about that every morning before he calls in and says, I'm sure going to say does. something corny and stupid. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Marriage Boot Camp. That show is coming back, but apparently their production has gotten shut down. I'm going to tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cardi B. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Cardi B is very unhappy, and that's with the NYPD. Her close friend, Star Brim, was supposed to be doing a back-to-school event in Brownsville. Mm-hmm. And the cops shut it down. Here's what she said on Instagram. So my homegirl star, she was having a school giveaway in Brooklyn. And unfortunately, it got shut down because the NYPD 
called the school principal of the location that they was having the giveaway and practically scared off the principal and sh and now this got shut down and i find that so up of the nypd because it's like this is really for the kids shorty was really coming out her pockets just to help the community and you and mother Suck a fart and suffocate on it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Suck a fart and suffocate on it, goddammit. Sounds like a good time to me. Sheesh. Well, oh. <laughs> you know, I don't know why would they do that, though. It's a back-to-school event. Why would you uh, want somebody I mean, to I, shut I, down I, a back-to-school event? The only thing I can think of, it might have been so many people out there that it might have been a safety risk. But was Cardi supposed to be there? Maybe mm -hmm. they thought Cardi was going to be there because they know that Starbrim and Cardi are best friends and Cardi's been posting on Instagram that she was in New York. Maybe right. they thought Cardi was going to pull up, so maybe it just was a safety hazard. I don't know. I'm not making excuses for the police. I'm just being objective here. All right, now let's talk about Takashi 69 They say that he's very nervous right now. He's set to take the stand next month and testify about the kidnapping and assault that he says he was a victim of back in 2018. Now, the person that is a suspect has already been arrested, Anthony Ellison, who is also formerly part of Takashi's management team. Also, they believe he's affiliated with the Nine Trey Bloods. That's the same gang that Takashi was with before he went to jail. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, know each other pretty well. And he is supposed to go and take the stand against him. But, of course, he's very nervous about his own family. They say that Takashi's been paying all kinds of money to protect his mother, and he's concerned about his brother, his mom, and how they could be harmed, and also his own safety behind bars once he does take that stand. But there's no way out, they say. He's going to jail. What you mean? Yeah. He's in jail. He's in jail. No, I'm saying, but he's going to get, he's going to get sentenced to the actual time time. I think he'll get time served. Nah. As much uh, as he's telling and he's, I mean, I'm, I, I said I said five to seven. I think time served. At the most, three to five. Well, it's just not. At the least, I mean. Regardless, it's not safe at nah. all. So I don't and, know and how he's going to people still like that. him as a rapper? Will they still support him as a rapper when he comes out? I don't know, but I know Snoop got a song on his new album called New Booty that I can't wait to talk about, and it's about these people who really <laughs> ain't about that life, but then they go to jail. I thought he was talking about Takashi as one of the people as an example. Maybe. I ain't never thought about that. You, you didn't right. think that re first, right away? So, so I was booty. just so shocked at the record. New Booty meaning, <laughs> meaning like... Meaning that he's talking about people who really not about their life, but then they go to jail, and then they start telling on everybody, and then when while they're in jail, they become somebody's girlfriend. Oh, well, wow. let, we'll let yeah. Snoop talk about it during our interview with him. Yeah, Snoop tells the story way better than I can. So All right, now let's discuss marriage boot camp. What? Yeah, man. Let's discuss <laughs> marriage boot camp. <laughs> Apparently, they had to shut down production. Okay, this is uh, marriage boot camp. Hazel E is on there, and they said things were so bad. It was uh, Willie Taylor from Day 26. It was his wife. And her name is Shonda, and she actually confronted Hazel E about her comments that she made before about darker-skinned women and how they were jealous of her and all of that, and it turned into a brawl. It was so bad. They tore down the drapes in the house. They say A marriage got, boot camp? Yes, it got out of control. Uh. It took several security guards and crew members to break it up. They said chairs got destroyed, tables cracked, all of that. I and thought then, it was about fixing relationships. It is, but I guess it gets really emotional and sensitive. And... It was two of the women fighting on the show with each other, not the couples. So we'll see what happens. All right, and Russell Westbrook has launched a drone pilot program. He thinks that drones are the way of the future, so he wants to help at-risk youth learn how to pilot them. And it's, uh, it's basically you get to learn coding, you get to learn computer engineering, and you get to learn how to use these drones. He said, as a kid who grew up in here in L.A., I know how important it is to feel supported and empowered by the community. By helping to provide these resources, my hope is that the youth will be able to see how bright their future can be and expand the vision of what they think they're capable of. So they're also going to be doing a state-of-the-art computer lab. 
That's dope. Yep. Some good news this morning. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, we got front page news next. Yes, let's talk about Facebook. You can actually opt out of letting people see the sites that you frequent and those advertisers. You know how you go on there and they know exactly what you've been looking at? Yes. We'll, fig- we'll figure out how you don't have to worry about that anymore. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with, Yee? Well, let's talk about one of your friends, a former Giants player, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, he did an interview in Sports Illustrated, and he says he believes the New York Giants traded him to the Cleveland Browns in an effort to hurt his career. He said this wasn't no business move. This was personal. They thought they'd send me here to die. I agree with it. They didn't get no players from him. They just shipped him off. He said he also felt stifled in New York between the intense media environment and the Giants organization. Yeah, but Cleveland, Cleveland was decent last year. I think Cleveland won seven games, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Did they? Did yeah. they win that many? Cleveland won like seven games last year. Cleveland was kind of, was on the upswing, and now they really yeah, on they the gonna, upswing. They're going to ball out now. So I don't know why he would think that they would send him to Cleveland to die. He must not have been paying attention to the Browns last year. Now, he said, I can't be like I've never done anything wrong, but he does say uh, that you know he, he messed up a little bit, but he said that New York media highlighted the things like his sideline outbursts or his in-game fight with Josh Norman. And He's passionate. He's very passionate. If you think about it, if you play football, you're getting hit all day long. Throwing all over the place, of course you got. That have... nigga just likes to dance. He just wants to dance in peace in the locker room with just his underwear on, and he's tired of people side eyeing him when he do when he does that. All right. You never dance in your underwear? No. He can get butt naked in Cleveland and have a ball, and they'll be happy to have him there. Now, uh, these parents of a middle school student in Browns. in a Houston area school district <laughs> are upset, and they are suing because they said that the school officials used a sharpie to cover their son's new haircut. Joel's Trice got a faded haircut, and the Uh, next day when he was in the cafeteria, he he was told... Look like you got Beijing to me. That's that's y'all fault. That's all y'all adults out there with all that goddamn Beijing in your head. That looked like Beijing to me. He was told by an assistant principal to go to the office, and... Apparently, they used a Sharpie and colored yeah. in his scalp. I would wild out, too, if you put a Sharpie to my son's head. But, I mean... All it, you grown-ass men drawing your hairlines in with Sharpies, now y'all mad at the little boy because some teacher decided to do the same thing? Was it an art teacher? If it was an art teacher, that no. hairline probably looks immaculate. He probably wasn't allowed to have a part, and he came to school with a part, and they, they did that to take I the part away. I don't know you could tell kids they can't have a part. Yeah, you could, there's certain hairstyles you say you can't, you can't have. This is y'all fault. Yep. Okay? Adults are looking at the, mm-hmm. the, the fathers dropping their kids off with Sharpie all in their hair, and they like, well... I think he, I think he forgot the color in his hair this morning. Yeah, my son can't have a mustache. He can't. Um, can he grow yeah, one? I'm looking. I'm looking at the schools. <laughs> no, he can't grow a mustache. They cut, they cut it off. They make you cut it off. Can he grow one at his age? How, yeah. how old is he? Logan's 15. Oh yeah, yeah. Logan got a mustache. They make him cut it off. But uh, let me tell you what this school. You can't have certain hairstyles or going a certain way. Yeah. It says you must be clean, neat, and well groomed. Distracting colors are not allowed. Mustaches, beards, or goatees are not allowed. See. Sideburns must be kept neatly trimmed yep. and must not extend beyond air level. That must be and Logan's head school. coverings like hats, caps, bandanas, or hair rollers are not allowed. Cornrows, nope. They, they made Logan take his cornrows out. But they do make exceptions for religious headwear. So, yep. that's crazy. All right. Facebook is planning to roll out a feature that would allow users to see what companies are using to track you. And then you can control which data get which data gets shared with Facebook. So it'll allow, allow you to see and control the data that outside websites and apps share with Facebook as they target you for their advertising. And you can opt out of having that information shared. By the way, that meme y'all was passing around yesterday about IG sharing your info with some mm-hmm. foolishness, that was just a silly-ass chain letter, which I thought when I saw it because I don't know why y'all was acting like it was a binding contract.
contract. It's not like y'all signed anything. I've seen LeBron James post it. Was somebody yeah, he posted. Did. It's, 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 I can't it's, believe people were posting that. Me neither. I'm going to tell you something. Whenever I see everybody doing something on social media, I refuse to do it. All right, now, Jewish leaders, oh, are, Jewish leaders are outraged by Donald Trump, and that's because he said that Jewish people are disloyal for this reason. Where has the Democratic Party gone? Where have they gone where they're defending these two people over the state of Israel? And I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. I'm All confused. Right. So he's saying that if you're a Jewish person and you're a Democrat, then you're not loyal. Huh? That's, yeah, exactly. He says whatever he wants. <laughs> he just, he says I'm whatever to, he what wants. What do you mean? So, but if, if you're Jewish, aren't you supposed to be pro-Israel? Listen, I don't think Donald <laughs> Trump even knows what he's talking about. So. Are you trying to understand Donald Trump? You're right. I don't okay, know what the hell's so wrong with me this morning. Haley Sophia, who's the executive director of the Jewish Democratic Council of America, said this is yet another example of Donald Trump continuing to weaponize and politicize anti-Semitism. He said if this is about Israel, then Trump is repeating a dual loyalty claim, which is a form of anti-Semitism. If this is about Jews being loyal to him, then Trump needs a reality check. We live in a democracy, and Jewish support for the Republican Party has been halved in the past four years. So traditionally, Jewish American people do vote Democrat. They do it by about a three-to-one margin. All right, and four students, this is breaking news, four students were just shot on Clark Atlanta University I seen campus. that yesterday. What? What four, happened? Four female students were shot on the campus of Clark within less than 24 hours, with less than 24 hours left before fall classes were set to start. They said two of the students are enrolled in Spelman and two are enrolled at Clark Atlanta University. Their mm -hmm. identities have not been released. Do we know what happened? It was just a, a shooter? Was it a party? Was it do we know? We don't know that yet. They said it was a large group of people that were partying before the start of the semester, and the suspect or suspects were believed to be a part of the group, mm. and they believe these two groups targeted each other. They were caught in the crossfire, these victims. They all were taken to a hospital, and they are expected to survive. They are now looking for witnesses, and they're also looking for surveillance video, but they don't have any suspects in custody. My goodness. All right. Prayers up for them. Definitely man. prayers up for them. All right, well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop will be joining us. We'll kick it with Snoop when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A whole legend. That's right, Uncle Snoop, Snoop what Dogg. What do what's happening, Breakfast Club? D-O-double-G, what's happening, my brother? Man, I'm slow motion with the potion trying to get to the ocean. Uh, Snoop's still having fun. I did a pool party with Snoop <laughs> over the weekend. And I ain't see 50 Snoop. 50 Cent Tycoon Party. Yeah, 50 Cent Tycoon Party. I ain't see Snoop have so much fun. He was in everybody's section. He was chasing <laughs> Trey Songz down with water guns, hitting Casanova with water guns, wife and Lucci. He even made 50 Cent smoke. He didn't get Wendy Williams he in the party, though. He got 50 to smoke? I, that's, I didn't have that much plug. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to get a picture with her at the entrance of the party. <laughs> oh, so you took a picture and then left her outside the party? <laughs> what was I posted? <laughs> wow, not even she's with me. I was leaving. No plus one. Oh, that, see, I was trying to figure out. I was like, how did Snoop was already in? I told you in? that was on the way that's out. That's cold. I was, oh. I was the last rapper to leave. That was, that's what I found <laughs> out. Like, I'm having so much fun. I'm just partying. Said, you know, 50 left two hours ago. I'm like, I'm supposed to get out of here, cuz. I was driving cuz car, cuz. What's happening? And I had to figure out how to get out of there. So, did she ask you, like, yo, can you get me in? Nah, it wasn't even that conversation, wasn't even like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put one plus one together that her and 50 was not like cool. Mm -hmm. I was just on somebody, hey, how you doing? Wendy, good to see you. All right, I'm out. And then I seen on Instagram later, like, oh, 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 wow. Right. Oh. 
I my feel bad. like you know everything that's going on. <laughs> I could have slid in my yeah. little wristband. I had on like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she'd have asked you, you'd have gave it to her? I would have gave it to her. Yeah. You know when you leave, you're going to give it to somebody here. You can have that. <laughs> word, word, word. Yeah, this, it's all good. Tie it back up. <laughs> yeah, it feels so good to see you having so much fun like that, especially in New York. Because at one time, you it, it was just so much... It was tension. Tension, tension and yeah. beef. Just to, I mean, if y'all would have seen Stu, it just it just made me smile because he's running from section to section, no security. You were just having a good time. So but how does it feel to be able to just that's the love enjoy I'm getting. life? It's they they giving me that. You know, when you when you when you wasn't getting it, you weren't out like that. But if you getting it and you feeling it, you gotta go give it back. And I felt like New York always loved me. I just felt like it was a miscommunication and a misunderstanding at a certain point. But I always maintained my understanding with them because I stayed in their face and I gave it to them and I told them how I felt about certain situations and they respected that. So now that I'm able to become a grown man and really look at the, the rap game for what it's worth, I can come have fun with my nephews and party like the cool uncle that shows up and be like, man, my uncle is here. Man, you know my uncle the one live with my grandmama in the garage. Oh, he's got the good weed? Yeah, got the cologne, <laughs> got the CDs. Him, he here. What else is great is that you also have no issues with anybody. Mm -mm. And you have the song Let Bygones Be Bygones, which yes. we talked about up here on The Breakfast Club. And even a song like One Blood, One Cuz, just having peace around you and serenity and haven't let all these things from the past go and people were shocked when they heard you say me and Shug is cool you know they're like wow how could you be cool after everything that y'all went through but you explained it very well I wasn't meant to clash with him we came out together mm -hmm. it's just it's like brothers like sometimes you and your brother your sister y'all get into it and you be mad for a little bit but it's like man that's my brother man you know even if you was wrong or he was wrong it becomes a place in your heart where you like I need to forgive him and I need to forgive myself, even if I wasn't wrong. Man, did you come to that conclusion about forgiveness when you was working on your gospel album? I think that helped me, like, shape my vision and shape what I'm here for. Because mm. the gospel record was something that just came to me overnight. Like, my grandmother had passed away, and I was like, she always loved gospel music, and she could never listen to any of my songs. So I was like, man, I feel bad that my grandmama got a famous grandson, and she can't quote none of my songs or none of that. And I'm like, I got to do something for her. So when I did it, it like it tapped into my whole love thing with like this is who I am. Like I always been cool and the life of the party and Snoop Dogg is like cool with everybody. He ain't like got no issues. And if it is an issue, you'll call me to end the issue. So now I'm taking on the role of this is what I'm supposed to do all the time. I wanna thank me as the twentieth album. When you said that in your acceptance speech, did you know beforehand you was gonna name your album that? Nah, I didn't even know I was gonna say that in the speech. I was uh I had nothing prepared. Um, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, when they spoke it was touching to me because it's like I'm still a little a kid inside. I'm still a fan of hip-hop and a fan of what I do, and I can't believe I've done so much and to see them up there speaking for me. So now it's my turn to speak. I'm very unprepared, but I'm a great freestyler, so it's like, you know what? I'm just going to put something together from my heart. And by the time I got to the end, it was like I didn't thank everybody in my life except me. Mm. Like, And I feel like I deserve some of this credit too, not being selfish, but being self-respective of myself and loving myself and appreciating what I do so that way I won't have a crisis or be feeling like I need somebody's confirmation in order to keep moving. So it was in that moment you realized I got to start thinking myself? I think that's probably what happened because, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're when doing what you're doing, you don't really never get caught up with what you're doing. I was explaining this to one of my little homies. He was like, man, you done done this and done. And I'm like, man, check it out, cuz. How could I watch my highlights when I got a game to play tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I done because I'm so busy trying to do something else. Mm. When I'm on stage now, just to give y'all a game, I got a teleprompter up there. Because I don't even remember half the shit I said. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you like, 20 you albums been, in. You've been high for a long time, Snoop. I need help. Like, I don't want to be up there not knowing my words and shit. So it's like, I'm looking down. And, okay, there, I got that line. All right, I'm back on the <laughs> Like, I'm on the news with this shit.
You know what I'm saying? So new records or old records? Old records, Charlemagne. So like Jimmy Juicy, you don't know Jimmy Juicy. I know that, but it may be a record that the fans want to hear that I ain't said in like 22 years. And I'd be like, man, my mind be like, how about that boom? And I see it and it click on. So Snoop, did you see the conversation when Glasses Malone was up here? About Tupac and Snoop Dogg? Yes, sir. He said from 92 to 96, Snoop was the biggest star in Pac and it wasn't even close. You got to look at it like where Tupac was at. He was on Interscope and they really wasn't pushing him and giving him that. His records was always dope as He always had the best records, the hottest songs. But if his label wasn't giving him the attention and the push that Death Row had, he wasn't looked at as big as me. But in my eyes, he was always big as me or bigger than me. He was out before me. I actually got him two Death Row records. Mm -hmm. Suge, go get cuz. He need to be with us. If you notice the Source Awards, when we performed that that night, when Snoop said all that and Suge said all that, yep. it was a mannequin or a a poster of Tupac in a cell. Everybody had a cell. Mm -hmm. Tupac's was in a cell, but he wasn't even on death row. He wasn't even the thought of our being on death row. That was me saying, I want Cud to be with us. I'm on New York to see that we got Cud back. Because we was hearing stories about things that was happening to him in jail. Mm -hmm. And we was like, we couldn't do nothing to help him. So I'm telling Suge, look, we need to go put Cuz on our team. So when Suge go make the deal happen to get him with us, I step and play the back seat. Death row was mine. I moved out the way. Told my little cousin Daz, hook cuz up, give him all the beats she was gonna give me. Dre give him California Love. California Love was Dr. Dre's song. We catered to cuz because we love him. We was friends with Tupac. Suge didn't have no relationship with Tupac before Death Row. Really? He was my friend. Mm. Wow. Yeah, know that. Then they became friends because Suge was the boss and that's what Suge do. He treats you like a, a king. Mm -hmm. And he gave him everything that he deserved that he didn't get when he was on Interscope. And then he's watching everything that I got. I got a Rolls Royce. I got a penthouse. I got a big house. He's in the penitentiary. He don't have none of this. So when he get out, me and him bonding, we becoming best of friends. And we even. Nobody's bigger than nobody. I'm finna move out the way and let you come in and get all of yours. I'm working on a dog father, but dog father can wait. If he look good, we look good. Some people say the best and worst thing to happen to Pac was death row, though. It he, was. Mm. It was because the influence. He didn't realize how much influence he had. But he was very influenced by. Or almost. Let me, cause you're holding your hands up a little too much, player. There you go. Oh, you want to give me some lotion? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> they let you, they let you, know, you, damn, you gave me the whole motherfucking bottle. You, you know how they be on live. You want to give a fuck about them talking about me online. Nigga, when you work hard, your hands is ass. I never knew a that had nothing to do with his hands. Didn't look like this. All right, we got more with Snoop. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Snoop, Charlamagne. It had to be tough to write one blood, though, one cause, because that was kind of about Nip, too, right? It took me a minute because I was still trying to um, translate his death, like mm. the massacre. Like, that it really broke my heart. So it was like, it was kind of hard trying to go in there and try to write something with a spirit of, you know, how do I celebrate him feeling like I'm feeling? How do I represent him? in the light that's gonna make the most sense. So it was like, what he stood for was, was stopping the gang violence. So I wanted to make a record, first of all, giving him love and then showing what his spirit was about and then translating his spirit into a song that could be the reason that we should do it in his vein. It's to not kill and not bang and not ride on each other because if you're doing it, you're doing exactly what Nipsey don't want you to do. You compare Nipsey to Jesus. Yeah, look at the impact that he had, you know what I'm saying, like the same impact that Jesus had. Like a lot of people didn't know him, but they sure wanted to know about him once he passed away. All right. And then once they found out about him, they understood what his 
what his legacy was about. Now his legacy is living even bigger with him not being here. It's only been about four months. Have you found any purpose in his death? I don't really understand death, and I never did. You don't become numb to it, but it's like it's a feeling of, okay, all right, I guess it's what it's supposed to be. And, you know, you try to look at why were they here? What did they do when they was here? And why did I know them? And what am I supposed to take from their death and their life? And that's what I do because, like, how was I close to Tupac? How was Biggie my friend? How was Nipsey my friend? Mm -hmm. And they all not here no more, and I share special moments with them that I'll never speak about, some personal things with us that may have been clashing, may have been love, but you'll never know about, and I feel like God put them in my life for a reason mm -hmm. because they were impactful in hip-hop, just like I'm impactful. I feel like what I'm doing is what Biggie and Tupac and Nipsey definitely would be doing if they were alive. I want to ask you one more question about death, because you have seen a lot of people around you pass away. And, you know, Nipsey always referred to himself as the Tupac of his generation. You knew both of them. So is that an accurate comparison? I think it's very accurate, because the spirit that Nipsey had was the spirit Tupac had as far as, like, being up close and personal with the people and, and just trying to give back. I think Nipsey did what Tupac couldn't do. I think he was the extension. Like, if you run in a 440 relay and you pass the baton, mm -hmm. I think the spirit of Tupac was Nipsey, like the seed that he planted. I think he said something about... I may not change the world, but I'll spark the seed. I'll plant the seed that puts that, the spark in somebody who will. That quote right there is Nipsey. He's a spark. Now, I also see you're going to be on Angie Martinez's show, The Untold Stories of Hip Hop. Yeah. So, do you have a whole lot of untold stories that one day you Wait. feel like you might... Hold on, because Ja Rule hit me today. You ja might tell said, those stories? Ja Rule said, Envy, the show is dope, but Snoop stories? Wow. I what? can imagine. What? What? Well, we don't want to give it up, but... Yes, we do. All right, what? Well, oh, no, you don't want to give up. Don't go ahead. You just scanning for saying it. Yes, we do. I'm, I'm not telling y'all nothing. Angie's my friend. Y'all my friends, too, so I'm not going to get in the middle of this mess. <laughs> but is there is there plans for you to tell a lot of those untold stories at some point? Yeah, yeah, with a Snoop Dogg life story. Mm -hmm. The biopic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Vietnam to death row. That's what it's going to be called? Mm-hmm. Why, why from Vietnam to death row? Because my father was in Vietnam in 1968. And the life expectancy for a black male was 16.4 seconds. And he actually made it out of there. He got shot three times. He's a Purple Heart vet. And I was born in 1971. So with that being said, I wasn't supposed to get past Vietnam. Wow. Is that Death Row movie still happening after Straight Outta Compton? They kept saying, we're doing a Death Row movie next. Uh, I never had nothing to do with that as far as the Death Row movie. I'm, they couldn't do it without you, though, I would imagine. I'm, I'm worried about the Snoop Dogg life story because there's too many versions that's been out there that's mm -hmm. been like almost right, close mm -hmm. to it, similar. It's time for somebody to tell the story from the perspective of the eyes of the inside. Like, even with Suge Knight's side of it, like, they don't tell his story the right way. They always just show the bad things that he's doing. That ain't cool. That ain't fair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even though he was like a monster at a certain point, but that's not fair. That's not all what he was about. Right. He was the one that sparked that Mother's Day thing and giving back to the community and, you know, us getting active in the community. He showed us that. We didn't know how to do that. And like I say, what the industry fails to realize, if it wasn't for him, half of you rappers wouldn't even have no label or have the control that y'all got right now because it was a pimp hole industry back before he came out. And usually you'd be the hoe because you was the rapper. And it happened to some of the greatest rappers ever, some of the biggest rappers ever. Mm -hmm. But when he came out, he helped shape a different look to where they had to look at a little bit differently. Like, oh, we can't treat him like that. Oh, he may be like Suge Knight or he mm -hmm. may be like... 
We don't want to rub him wrong. Is he friends with Suge Knight? And then they start giving up better deals, and they start respecting the craft of we have to respect them. We can't just do them like we did the black artists in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And that's that's facts. When you and Suge spoke, did he have remorse for those times when you said he there was a period of time when things he did was like a monster? Did he show remorse for that? Did you guys have remorse for each other, for how you treated each other? I don't think he ever said, I'm sorry, because that ain't in his nature, but I know what he meant. Mm -hmm. Like, our conversation let me know we gravy. Like, I'll share this with you. When we spoke in the room one-on-one for the first time, I was kind of like... And where did y'all speak? In a hotel in Vegas. A hotel in Vegas. And it was spontaneous. It wasn't no plan. It was just like, he seen me, I seen him. It was like, what's happening? What's up? All right. We need to holler. I, yeah, we do need to holler. I'm leaving my security out here. I mean, you can go in the room and chop it up. We need to figure this out. We got to understand that we exchanged numbers, started communicating. Then he got locked up. Still communicated with him. And... We wanted to just tape the conversation just because I wanted to tape it. As soon as we get on the phone, guess what he say? Oh, you working out now? I tried to get you to work out years ago. You were, I saw, you know I wouldn't listen to you, cuz. I don't be listening to nobody telling me how to work out. Look at my, look at, let's listen to my tone. Mm -hmm. Oh, you think you buff now, huh? Oh, I'm, I ain't buff now. I'm just trying to live better now. Oh, that's good. I'm good. Uh, from there, we going to, his mother passed away. So I'm like, I'm sorry about your mama. He like, man, that lady loved you. I loved her too, man. Your mama was a special woman, man. She loves you, man. She always... So that to me is like saying that we're past that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell me you sorry. We talking now. We at a point that we could never get to. And once we start communicating, we're going to have more fun conversation. I uh, remember when we was uh, hanging out, you did that. Remember when Pac did this? And Remember when you told me to go get Pac? Yeah. Because remember, dog... You told me to go get him because I wasn't listening to him. And you told... Right. See, this is humbling for me to hear him say this. Mm -hmm. I knew it, but I never was going to be like, oh, I'm the one that told him. No, you say it. Plus, what's understood don't need to be said between Hello. two people. Absolutely. I always wondered, did you think him and Dre would ever come to an understanding? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah, said that fast. That ain't, that ain't happening at all. Uh -uh. Did Dre say anything to you? Like, man, why do you even care about forgiveness with this guy? Dre know me. This is who I am. This is Snoop Dogg. This is the, this is the Snoop Dogg he knew from day one. Like, I'm, I'm for the people, man. I ain't for that mess. I'm trying to make love and make people happy. Like, to me, what I'm doing is going to get them to the point that they can talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you got to be somebody got to take that first step to be like, it ain't that bad. Come on, cuz. It ain't that bad. All right, we got more with Snoop when we come back. Let's get to a Snoop mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Snoop Dogg mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Snoop Dogg is here. You smoke in every city, right? No matter where you at, no matter what town it is, the continent, the, the country, studio. the studio. I ain't smoked up here yet. Yes, you yes, did. Yes, you did. We all so I can smoke right that. now. Look at this. She's trying to stop me right now. <laughs> but like, we all got in trouble for that. <laughs> so that means right. don't, don't, and we don't want to get in trouble again. Before, before you came in here, they said, who going to tell Snoop no if he decides he wants to smoke? I didn't I'm, know we got in trouble until just now. And they was I'm like, different now, y'all. I'm grown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the little kid that used to come up here and be in. I'm breaking the rules because I can't. I think, that was like last pen, year. I think that was like last year. Snoop, I don't do that pen. I don't do nothing for me. You know they don't they tease me. I'm going to get hot. <laughs> so where do you get your smoke from when you go to, you carry with you or you just have people in See, every... I can't tell you that the then police, I'm going to get in man. trouble, man. You're the police, Snoop. But I got my license <laughs> and it means that I can move anywhere and all the time because I'm medical. You know, I'm 
sick, man. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about sound sick. Uh, new booty. What's that song about? Oh, Let me tell you. Who y'all thought so I was talking about? came in this morning with like, <laughs> he was so excited. So <laughs> who about he thought I was talking about? About men getting raped. Is that know what he said? I didn't know who you was talking about, but I was like, what, why did you want to write that? <laughs> he, said that he said this morning. <laughs> well, let me, right let me tell you that. Because it's a real story. That does happen. It is, but the, the terminology new booty is a new square in jail. Mm -hmm. Like somebody that's going to jail for the first time. Mm -hmm and they never been in that environment, and it's a new experience for them. So it's like you a new booty. It wasn't about me taking the booty, but that is a part of the process. If you come in there too hard, too tough, not knowing the circumstances, there are men in there that are designed to do that. Okay. That ain't coming home, that they looking at you as they girlfriend. Please Johnson. Oh boy, booty, Johnson, booty was water. more important than a drink of water. <laughs> I like booty. Yeah, oh, so. they gonna cut that up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so that song is about somebody in particular. It's about a lot of people in particular. Mm -hmm. It's about entertainers, it's about athletes, it's about people who get successful and join a game. So you heard stories about dudes getting tossed up in jail, like entertainers. But at the end, because it's a guy screaming at the end of the record, saying, what the homies going to think about this? <laughs> it can happen, man. Because they, didn't they say Suge had booty warriors? They said Suge had dudes on deck that yeah, was... Yeah, Ray J said that at one time. Yeah. I, I may, man, look here. I'm talking about the great things he did. I don't know nothing about the bad <laughs> I told y'all about I'm not a part of the bad things. I'm Ray J was like, stop saying I use the word booty warrior. He said, booty, say that. He, said booty, he said booty goons or booty, booty goons. See, Ray J, Ray J was with Death Row at the time when, when I had left. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the hell was going on. Like when I was there, it was just shooting. Yeah, I don't yeah know it was just shooting and slapping and kicking and tying niggas <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, I got your mama over here. Like, yo, yo, mama! Now, what was hey, what time you mama's up? <laughs> no, oh I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Don't do it. It wasn't um, that bad. What does Coach Snoop think about the NFL and Jay-Z and Rock Nation? Well, Coach Snoop don't know the intricacies of that. Mm -hmm. He don't know the dynamics of that. But what I would have loved to have seen was somebody really asking Roger Godell a question of... Why did y'all blackball Colin Kaepernick? I did ask him that. They I didn't it. hear it. They edited it. I didn't hear I'll it. I'll send you the audio, though. That ain't good. What was his answer? He said, we not blackballing Kaepernick. Any owner can sign Kaepernick whenever they want to. That ain't the answer I was looking for. You is blackballed him. Period. Ain't no in-betweens to that. They shut him down. That's why they settled with him. To me, I wouldn't have settled. Word. I'd have went all the way to the wheels fall off to where they would have had to give me a billion dollars. Then I would have settled. But other than that, it wouldn't have been about the money. It would have been about the cause and the stand for everything. And instead of Jay-Z, he should have been there. Like, let me be the one. So someone want pushing the cause. Let me actually be in the room with y'all to put in my input. Because I'm, I'm the one that started this awareness thing. Not to try to get credit, but just to give you my input on something that I created. I, I created the awareness for Didn't Stephen A. Smith say some teams reached out to him and tried to sign him? Yeah, he said he had a few offers from, like, the Seahawks, Prove the Ravens. It. Prove it. Yeah, and then they said, uh, I, I know they did ask him to be on that council, not the one, the same council that Jay-Z had, Malcolm Jenkins started a couple years ago, the impact change. And that, and now they clashing. You got you got certain NFL players that's clashing. But yeah. they don't like what's going on it because it's, see, what, what people don't understand is, coming from hip-hop, we don't have no commissioner. We don't have no rules and regulations and structure. So now you're bringing in somebody who's from hip-hop and the drug world into y'all structure. 
it's going to be a problem if he don't get control. Because if he don't get control, everybody going to start throwing rocks at Jay-Z. Like, oh, he ain't do nothing. Like they tried to do mm-hmm. in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. why y'all going at him? He trying to help. Mm-hmm. But if he do get control, then the NFL is over because it's going to be some real black owners. That's right. Because we getting smart now. I don't want to hear that minority ownership. Can a n- own a whole team? Because Floyd had the money. Oprah had the money. They tried to buy the Clippers. They froze them. Who tried to buy the Clippers? Floyd, Oprah. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of m- really? tried to buy the Clippers when that After owner Sterling. when yeah. the owner went bad. Blacks got their money together like, we want to buy this. They, they, no, no, you don't. Okay, how much money y'all got? Y'all not owning nothing. Even Michael Jordan, he don't own that team. Only reason I think he got that is because it was a black owner previously, Bob Johnson. That's the only, that's why. But do he own it? Yeah, he majority owned. I thought it was majority. What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that team. majority, minority. Mm-hmm. Check this out. These clothes I got on, these motherfuckers is mine. <laughs> you know, majority <laughs> owned. I own these <laughs> motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Give me no minority, majority. What's, what does that mean? Now, Jordan, no, he, he definitely owned the, the Bobcats. Him though. and who else? I I don't know. Because I seen Nelly with a ring, said he was part owner. I seen. Yeah, Usher. Nelly is part owner. No, no, Usher was Cavs. Usher with the Cavs. I'm with the Lakers. They still ain't gave me a goddamn ring, and I done way more than these. <laughs> but I just don't understand why people choose sides. We should want Jay-Z to work, and we should want Cap to be on the team. Like, I don't see why people choose sides. But that's the mentality of Willie Lynch. He broke us mentally with that mentality that you have to pick and choose. You can't be together. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to do things to break that mentality to be like, you know what? We embracing Jay-Z, and we embracing the NFL. Now what? Because it was some that chasing me around all day yesterday. Little white dude with a little camera. Must have been TMZ. Hey, Snoop, what do you feel about Jay-Z and the uh, NFL thing? <laughs> I'm not answering. And he's, I showed up somewhere else. Hey, nigga, come again. Hey, Snoop, what's going on? <laughs> what do you feel about Jay-Z and the NFL thing? <laughs> you ask me that one more time, I'm going to hit you in the head with a football. <laughs> F*** out my face. See, that's why you need booty guns. Well, Snoop, we appreciate you for coming. And, and uh, Jordan owns 67% of the Bobcats. That's a lot. Somebody yeah. hit you with that? I just he looked Googled it up. 66. That ain't enough. <laughs> if that was THC, you'd be high as a motherfucker. <laughs> My THC got to be at least 80. <laughs> there you go. Well, Snoop, we appreciate you for joining us. Hey, Charlemagne got a hit, man. You got that black man don't cheat, man. You got a hit song. that's the wall record. But I'm saying you own it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make it go. You make it go. I appreciate that. Ask Charlemagne what his rap name was when he first started rapping. That don't matter. What was your rap name when you first started? Dizzy Van Winkle. Dizzy (laughs) Van Winkle. Sounds like new That sounds like uh, Rob Van Winkle's little brother. And Rob Van Winkle is Vanilla Ice. How do you feel about that concept, black men don't cheat? It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I really embrace it. I love it. I love it. I love that concept because it's like somebody had to put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Tell the truth. Stop lying on us. Come on, exactly. It's just a concept. Especially us married men. Yeah, stop lying on us. Put it out there. Now, little black boys cheat. They do, but black men don't cheat. There you go. Now, when I was a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches ain't but holes and tricks. Hello. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's Snoop Dogg. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's Hold talk. on. I'm sad that song came to an end because Dramos, who works in here, was grooving just now. He was harmonizing. I don't know. Dramos trying to look sexy, but somebody he ain't got, got no hat him. on today. If you don't know who Drama is, he's the guy with the beard who hates Beyonce. <laughs> that runs all boards. He was all into that Drake song. But he anyway. He's going crazy in here. <laughs> let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Larry King. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
So Larry King has filed for divorce. This is his seventh marriage. How old so, is Larry King? Uh, old enough to have been married seven times. Seven? <laughs> yes. And you know he's been having some... he got to be like 93 or something, right? They said the last time he was in the hospital, doctors had told him he might only have three days to live. And his estate planning lawyer told him he should update his documents and all of that. So, uh, basically now he's about to be single again, back on the block. <laughs> What's the point of divorcing Larry King when he's you know he's about, but he's going to die? Well, he filed for divorce. Well, I guess he want to die alone. Yeah, or maybe he's just not happy. According to reports, he hasn't been happy for quite some time. At 85? Then you said he had three days By to the live. Way, that's his seventh wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, his so is eighth he divorced. is he ever really happy in a marriage? <laughs> it might not. It might not be him. It might Come be. On. It might not be them. It might be him. Uh, you think? Because he married one of his wives twice, by the way. So I his, see that. This will be his eighth divorce. Just so you know. Oh, well, congratulations to Larry King. All right. Uh, now let's talk about Wyeth and Lucci. Now we told you about the beef that's been ongoing between him and Young Thug, and Young Thug's longtime girlfriend Jerrica somehow got dragged into the middle of this beef. Well, Wyeth and Lucci. Uh, says that he has had relations with Jerrica, and clearly he's doing this to upset Young Thug. I saw that you said you slept with his girl. Is that what it's about? I was in the bed with her a couple times. Wait, she said she said that's a lie, though. She said that's a lie. Man, hey, we ain't gonna talk on that, though. All right, so she responded on social media. Imagine someone speaking on your name that you never effed. Imagine being harassed year by year by an N-word that has no comeback, so he taunts a female. Then she said this. You lame-ass Been in bed with who? On my whole mother family, you lying Never been in bed with you. I ain't say I you. I said you want to All right, so... Mm. Somehow she got dragged into the middle of this. She shouldn't be in the middle of all this drama. Now, Young Thug, uh, as you know, has been taunting YFN Lucci on social media. We told you the other day that he posted, YFN, if I ain't like what you do for your mother and kids, I would have been killed you. So Y'all do know YFN Lucci and Thug have real street beef, right? Yes, we do. So I don't understand why YFN Lucci is continuing to play with Thug in that manner. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, it comes a point in time where you... Should just cease all action because I don't think none of this is worth anybody getting. And I think, too right? far now, I think this all restarted again because Wife and Lucy wrote Cap Ass album. And if you listen to Young Thug's album, he references uh, something that happened in the mall at Lenox Mall. And I guess they had an, a situation at Lenox Mall. So. Somebody's mama house got shot up. It's never going to end. No, see, I don't know anything about any of this. Yeah, so if you listen, it's the first song on the album where he talks about it. Allegedly. Well, he does talk about it on the album. He just says... He talks about she knows my mama? No, he talks about Lennox Mall. Uh, mm. And that's, I guess, why Wife and Lucci said Cap-Ass album. And then it just uh, escalated all over again. Now, Young Doug just bought a brand new chain. And that chain cost him $250,000. It's a two-headed snake chain made of 18-carat rose gold. And it has over 90-carat diamonds. And it says it weighs more than two pounds. What's the point of buying real jewelry? Like, I don't understand why you just don't buy costume jewelry. Like, you're already a rapper. People know you got money. Nobody's going to question it. Well, should this go up in value, Envy? Uh, that type of jewelry? No. So Exactly. So what's Sometimes the jewelry does go up in value, right? Like, you could always melt it down, make it into something else. It depends what you buy. Like, sometimes those Cuban links, if you buy it when the market is low and you get a, a great deal on a Cuban link, it's it's pure gold, so you make your money on certain watches that are increase in value. I definitely, but most of it, we won't make no money. I definitely bought me a fake human link chain. I remember at you, one point. you had That's uh, entertained no getting That's a right. real one. Me and, and, my, then... and I was like, for what? Me and my guy, Pete Davidson, drop on the clues bonds with Pete Davidson. I told Pete, I said, Pete, what's the point of buying real jewelry? We're us. Nobody's going to question it. <laughs> Nobody questioned it.
Mm. Well, it's costume jewelry. Women do it all the time. And for Young Thug, by the way, he also was so celebrating green. his 28th birthday and the release of his new album. So maybe it was a celebration gift to himself. Also, I guess if you have lots and lots of money, if you feel like doing that, you could do what Has you want. Has anybody's neck ever really turned green from wearing fake jewelry? Why yes. do we say that? Yes. Really? Yeah, neck does turn green. Sometimes you see. I can't Google wear... image me a person who's neck green. Even, I'm sure the, even the air. That. Your air turns green if you see people like that. Yeah, I was going to say, green. I can't wear um, earrings necessarily that unless it's for like one day but I can't really wear earrings that aren't real gold because it will get See? my air on like turning colors and stuff costume jewelry that's the wave alright I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report if you don't have no money and you're wearing costume jewelry you're just pretending but if you have money and you're wearing costume jewelry you're just being frugal I don't see the problem alright well who are you giving that donkey to today hey man let's talk about cutting our penises off this morning all right? I bend it Before that. you put that turkey sausage what? in your mouth four after the hour, let's discuss. What'd you say, ye? All right. <laughs> All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It rains. Everything was so cool. Lately, baby, back and so rude. I don't know what somebody told you. But I ain't gonna lie, Mr. Hoyo. Donkey of the day. Donkeys of the day, I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed place. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the breakfast club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. All right, guys. Uh, donkey of the day for Wednesday, August 21st, goes to a 74-year-old Florida man named Gary Van Risqua. I don't think I'm pronouncing his last name right. It's spelled R-Y-S-W-Y-K. So I'm just going to say risk. All right. This is a double donkey today because both these citizens of Florida have to share this hee-haw. Why didn't you play my Florida intro now that I'm thinking about it? You know what? Start over. He's too busy singing Chris Play the Brown. Florida intro, God damn it. Let's start about it. Make sure you tell him to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. That's right. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. That's right. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. That's Police right. arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlamagne right. the guy. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Always give Florida the credit they deserve for being stupid, okay? They special. They got their own intro. Now, what does your Uncle Charles always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and this story is crazy even by Florida standards. Now, let's be clear. There's plenty of people on this planet who need to be castrated, okay? Whether chemically or the good old-fashioned snip-snip or depending on the size of said penis. It could be a chop-chop. But either way, there's always a time and a place for castration, okay? I... I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but I don't think that place is Gary Van Risk's house. I'm just going to call him Gary from now on because I can't pronounce his last name. Now, let me set the scene for you. Deputies were called to Gary's house. When they arrived, Gary told a deputy he had just performed a castration on a man mm. and encountered major issues. You think? Deputies found a victim on a bed bleeding heavily Ow. with a towel over his groin. During the investigation, deputies found two body parts in a pink container. Those body parts are presumed to have belonged to the victim. Wonder what body parts they were. It must have been the shaft and the testicles, right? This is exactly why you don't buy street meat in Florida. All right? Keep eating that mystery meat on the streets of South Beach if you want to. All right? You are what you eat. So next time someone calls you a dick, Tracy, don't be surprised. 
Now, how does one convince a grown-ass man that he needs to be castrated? Well, apparently the victim wanted his penis removed. See, Gary had set up a room that looked like a surgical center and had medical equipment and painkillers inside. A camera was also set up to record the procedure. And Gary told deputies he had met the victim on the dark web on a site geared toward people who have a castration fetish. How do you have a castration fetish? A fetish is something you like to happen repeatedly over and over, okay? If you have a castration fetish, that's an itch you can only scratch once. It's not like the penis keeps growing back and you can keep snipping it off over and over. Now, Heavy.com has five fast facts you need to know about Gary Van Whisk. You need to know these uh, just because. All right, uh, he, he admitted uh, he castrated the man. That's number one. I already told you the bedroom was arranged like an operation room. That's number two. Uh, number three, police warned people not to click the link that Gary was sending out because it takes you to the dark web where grown men enjoy being castrated. Four, Gary told the victim that he performed castrations on animals and himself. Why would you let a man with no penis whose surgical skills have only been used on stray dogs operate on you? And probably the most important fact, Gary appears to be retired. You think? Clearly he has no job. Clearly this man is bored out of his mind. And since he's bored out of his mind, he has nothing else to do but to convince men they don't need a penis. Uh, I've attended a brisk before. Anybody ever attended a brisk? No. No. Uh, one of my Jewish homies had a brisk for their uh, newborn. A brisk is when they circumcise the young lad right then and there. Uh, I was In front of you? Well, I was in the other room. I didn't oh. want to see all that. But I would never forget how that little baby screamed as long as I live. Okay? Uh, a bris, if you don't know, it's a religious ceremony. And it's, you know, held for the baby. And it welcomes him into the covenant made between the children of Israel and God. All right? Uh, what I have just heard from this Gary situation is a Florida bris. All right? It's a non-religious ceremony held for a Floridian to welcome him into the covenant made between the citizens of Florida and crazy. Okay? Nothing left to see here, folks. Uh, seriously, his penis is gone. There's nothing left to see here. That's right. Just some blood and pubic hair. Uh, please give Gary Van Risk and the dumbass dude that wanted to be castrated by him the biggest hee-haw. I love my penis. Okay. Did we show the guy's face on the screen? We didn't, right? No. Oh, well, let's play a game. Of guess what race it is! Okay, I thought they showed a picture on Revolt TV, but did, since they didn't, let's play a little game. Now, let me give you some clues. His name is Gary Van, last name I can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, he castrated a man by a playing doctor. He had his whole bedroom arranged like an operation room. Uh, he told the victim he'd perform castrations on animals and himself, and he's 74 years old in Florida. Angela Yee, guess what? Race he is! I'm going to guess that he is Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a bad answer. Not a bad answer. I can see why you would think that. DJ Envy, guess what race he is! White. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I'm playing with y'all like this. And you know this ain't nothing but pure whiteness. <laughs> That's all this is. You both are correct. Yes. This is Caucasian. All right. <laughs> this is caucus mountains behavior if I've ever heard it. Okay. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye Maybe right now. Maybe some castration advice. No. Don't call her for that. But it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real.
morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Callie. Hey, what's up? What's your question for Yee? Uh, Yee, I've been married for um, 20 years, uh, plenty, 20 plus years. It's going on 22. And my husband has told me recently that he doesn't like my natural hair. Damn. Um, Damn. He preferred me to wear weaves or perms and stuff like that. And I just recently just stopped wearing all that. Mm-hmm. And he's really treating me differently. That's crazy. I mean, that's your it hair. He crazy. should love you for who, what you look like regardless. Thank you. Are you bald? Yeah. Or does it like a, really, really low? She's wearing her natural hair. Mm. Yeah, I cut it. You know, to cut up all the dead ends, it is kind of low. It's not low like a boy low. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's shorter than normal. You know and what? It, and what's really dead hair that I had to cut off. Right, and you're going through a transitional phase of trying to grow your natural hair, and I know how that is because I've had to do that myself. And he has to work with you because I'm sure it's also probably difficult for you to have a whole new routine and you look different and all of that. And for him, he's probably looking at it like he's not used to seeing you this way. How long has it been? It's only been about three weeks or so. Okay, so it's still... I love it. I mean, I I don't know why it took me this long to do it, but I hear what he's saying and I'm like kind of, well, what kind of suggestions do you have? Only suggestion is, you know, Show something in or glue something in. And it's, I'm not there anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And this is, uh, whatever reason you decided to do this, it's your hair, it's your body, you can do what you want. Now, he's, of course, you know, is allowed to have whatever reaction he's going to have. But I also feel like his reaction could just be temporary as you grow, go through this phase. Because when we're trying to grow our hair out, there's these transitional phases that we go through. You love it. I right. think it's just going to take some getting used to for him. And you should explain to him, like, look, babe, I need you to be really supportive of what I'm doing because for myself, I'm just trying to do this natural thing, and I just need you to be with me. Yeah. And I did when I first did it, you know, but he just even looks at me. He's like, it's it's kind of, it it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Right. But he has been with you for a long time, and he's been used to seeing your hair in a certain way. So it's it's probably an adjustment period. So I respect that on his behalf, but he also has to put that to the side, and I would think he loves you for more than just your hair. Right. Well, yeah, he's like, it just changes you. It makes you look different, you know? Right, different. But so I'm, what? I explained that. I'm me. I'm still me. We still have fun, but it's he's really driving a wedge between us, you know? Right. I think you gotta just give him some time to get used to it. Is it You consulted with him before you did it, too, and let him know? Well, I try to let up to it, because every time I would see someone's hair cut, I would say how cute it is, and I like it, and he's, man, no, 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 and then I was telling him that I just, I just had to get rid of the old look, you know, the the weaves, and always straightening my hair, it makes it thin, and now it's just all healthy, good hair. Right. It's a powerful feeling, and so let him know that, and you walk around with your confidence and your beauty. Thank you. All right. Um, it's a process, boy, when we got to cut our hair off. All right. <laughs> Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, NV. Good morning. My name is Lexi. Hey, Lexi. What's your question for Yee? Um, hi, go I just wanna say good morning to y'all first and foremost. Um Angela, I have a question as mm-hmm. far as um talking to my family about not going to um a family member's wedding. Um basically 
I haven't told them that I'm not going. Mm -hmm. um, they think that I'm going. And the reason why I'm not going is because um, I'm still I'm still a little annoyed with the fact that they didn't show up for my dad's funeral. Okay. So, um, I mean, I don't think they listen to the Breakfast Club in the morning. Some of them do, some of them don't. But mm -hmm. I just want to know, like, how I would be able to communicate that to them. The wedding is this Sunday. I haven't told them. They've been pressuring me to RSVP. And I, I put yes in hope that I would have a change of heart, but I've just been having so much drama with them since my dad passed away. So. Uh, listen, babe, you cannot carry that hurt with you that way. And I think you not going to this wedding is only going to make you uh, have even more issues because you haven't addressed it. Mm -hmm. You haven't said to them that it hurt your feelings that they didn't come to your dad's wedding. Do you know why they didn't come? Did they give any explanation? Were you expecting them there and they didn't show up? Well, look, here's the thing. My dad, um, he needed to be buried in a certain amount of time. And, um, you know, I had to do that. But once I did that, I, I put together a memorial or whatever. And they were they all were supposed to come to the memorial. And, you know, my cousin's mom showed up. And then my other cousin's mom showed up. But at the end of the day, they said that they were going to come. And then they never, you know, the daughters never showed up. Mm -hmm. But yet, my dad went to everybody's funeral. I mean, he went to all of their father's funeral. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I just feel like I wasn't supported, period, as far as my younger cousins. Um, you know, even when my dad was sick, leading up to the, his final days of his life, they said they, they were going to come and visit him. They never visited him. And I still feel some type of way about it. So, Do you love your cousin? I love him. So... You I think that the thing is not going to her wedding is something permanent, right? And this would be you doing this as a get back, as revenge for her not showing up when you needed her to show up. And I don't think in this situation that two wrongs make a right. I also don't think that this is the best time to bring it up as she's getting married on Sunday. And I'm sure she's preoccupied with that. And I do feel like you need to address it with her and maybe address it with other members of the family. I would not address it with that particular cousin before her wedding because she has a lot going on, and I'm sure it's a stressful time for her as she's planning this wedding. But I feel like you might regret it if you didn't go to that to try to prove a point because then I think your message gets lost with you doing something uh, that they'll be hurt by. So I don't want you all to be hurt. Right. Well, I mean, I don't look at it as revenge because on top of that, I live, I don't, you know, I don't live in the state anymore. You know, she's having the wedding in New York and I don't live in New York anymore. So, you know, yes, I knew about it from a while ago, but even still, you know, when I got the RSVP or the save the date, you know, my dad had only passed away four months at that time. Mm -hmm. So if it had been four or five months since his passing, so... And like I said, I, I was just really frustrated about that. See, that's but the real. The real reason isn't that you're not in the state. You could make it if you wanted to. That's, so that's not the I reason. The reason that you don't want to go is because you're hurt still. Yeah. Well, like I said, I had a lot of problems with my other cousins too, and I just don't want any drama. Like I said, like I mean, we had a knockdown, drag out fight um, over something trivial. Mm -hmm. So. You know, and it, it had something to do with an item of my father's. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but right. at the same time, it, it's something trivial, and it, and it, you know, it got so nasty, and um, 
I, I would have never thought that my cousin would have went there with me over something like a, a tangible item. Okay, so, here's my thing. The cousin that's getting married, aside from everybody else, you love this cousin. Yeah, she's cool. She's mm-hmm. cool. You love, you don't want to say you love your family? No, I mean, I love my family, but I just feel like in the in my heart, like they just did not show up when I needed them to show up. They said that they were going to come, and then mm-hmm. at the last moment... And I- they say to me, I'm tired, I gotta, I'm got. i going on a trip, and I, I'm not going to be able to make it to the memorial when I'm trying to, you know, plan this from far away. And I you feel know, you, and I, and I understand so. your hurt. I get it. I would be hurt, too, if I was in that situation. But think about you are about to do the same thing to her. You wait till the last minute, and then you don't show up to her wedding, which is going to be one of the most important days of her life. Yeah. So don't do to them what they what she did to you. I think y'all need to have that conversation. I think after the wedding, you should do that. I think for right now, you should go and celebrate your family who is still living. And then I think you do yeah. need to address those things with them at the time when it's right. Not before this wedding, though. And I don't think that you should do the same thing to them that they did to you. You said, mm. right. you know, like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. And some things you yeah. can't take back. And later on in life, you can't take back the fact that you dissed your cousin for her wedding. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a few days to think about it. Because, like I said, I am i don't live in the state anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have to find a way to get there. So, okay. yeah. All, all right, um, well, you think on it, but I think you got to communicate. If you're not going to go, don't wait till the last minute. Right. Because that costs money. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. So, I mean, I was going to send the gift. I was going to send the gift that, you know, could go toward the cost of the wedding. So, I mean, Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I I feel like you kind of have your mind made up, but you think about it some more. I am. I'm going to. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. I ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. Now, ye, we got rumors on the way? Yes, 50 Cent versus Ja Rule. Seems like this is something that's never going to stop. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk a movie sequel. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, looks like a fourth Matrix sequel starring Keanu Reeves is confirmed. So that movie is being written, and it's going to star Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. I thought so about that yesterday. So they're looking for a variety of actor, uh, actors to play a young Morpheus. I thought about that yesterday. Uh, I'm not interested in a Matrix sequel, only because back then the Matrix seemed so groundbreaking, but now, because of social media and the internet, everything already seems like the goddamn Matrix. Mm. So I'm not interested. Maybe they'll do something next level that you haven't even thought of yet. That is true. Possible. I doubt it. Man, let's be also be, be all the way clear. Matrix was trash after the first one. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen any of the other ones. Exactly. I don't think one. I ever watched it after the first exactly. one. Exactly. I didn't even know this. Matrix 2 and 3 was four. not popping at all. I know they had a two, but I didn't even know about the third one. What if they bring Jada back and she do Red Table Talk with Keanu Reeves on um, <laughs> Stop it, man. In the Matrix. By 4. the way, Keanu Reeves is popping still to this day. My favorite Keanu Reeves movie is uh, Devil's Advocate. Amazing movie. And that movie, Always Be My Maybe, on Netflix. Did y'all watch that yet? No. You guys got to watch that. He has a great role in that movie, too. Okay. All right, Wendy Williams canceled another show, this show in Philadelphia. So it was supposed to be on Saturday, and they posted an announcement. Unfortunately, the goal and purpose of the tour has been sidelined by the headlines. 
The show may be canceled, but Wendy's commitment and love for all of her fans that support her and continue to support her never will. I wonder why she canceled the show. She's not sick. She was at Jeezy party last night. Mm. Maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. I don't know. Yeah, she took pictures. She was at Jeezy's uh, listening session last night. She was at 50's party the day before that. She wasn't all the way in 50's party. She was. I thought she got in after a while. I don't think she got it. All right. Ja Rule, since you talked about 50, and 50 Cent, the two of them, boy, they really go at each other. Now, 50 Cent was on Watch What Happens Live and said this. Happened to see them on the... Uh, on StubHub or something? Yeah, like it was like this for, for you to buy it. And I was like, that was so cheap. I might as well just buy it. <laughs> Those are the claims that 50 Cent Mm-mm. bought a bunch of tickets to a Ja Rule concert so that the seats would be empty. 200 seats. Well, Ja Rule responded... This clown, 50 Cent, is a pathological liar. I'll cash out 10 bands to anybody who has pics or footage of said show Bozo bought 200 tickets to so it could be empty. I'll wait. Y'all believe anything. Goofy, tell y'all. You know, it's funny watching this generation uh, look at Ja Rule and 50, but they don't understand that Ja Rule and 50 had real street beef at Correct. one point. Like, and I mean, you can't expect them to ever like each other. Not at all. It's been stabbings. It's been shootings. Fights, fights, all types of things. They will never like each other, and that's fine. All right, now Nipsey Hussle, his signature Puma sneakers will be released, and that's coming out in September. I want the whole collection. So that was announced. Uh, Our team is proud to announce that our first collaborative capsule with Puma drops on September 5th, 2019. Nipsey spearheaded this project from concept to final product over the course of last year, flying to meetings, reviewing samples, bringing in material references he liked, and most importantly, ensuring that it reflected his style authentically with no compromise. Show me where to buy. First of all, I love Puma. You know what I'm saying? They make the most comfortable sneakers out right now, and uh, I want the whole collection. Point me in the direction to buy right now. All right, and SZA is finally putting out her second album. Everybody's been waiting for this. She put out her first album, Control, and now this is coming. So she did an interview on Kerwin Frost Talks, and here's what she said. So this next album is, like, even more of me being less afraid of who am I when I have no choice. If I train myself to have a great foundation, it was like if I rehearse and yeah. do my vocal warm-ups yeah. and study my songs and songwrite every day, then my natural baseline, even when I'm unabashed and not thinking, will be greater yeah. than who I was. It has to be. When's it coming? Soon as f- I think I might have just started dropping Lucy's. Yeah, fans have to approach new music like new music, too. Like, don't approach it like you're looking to hear Control Part 2 or, 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 or approach it like you want to get that same feeling Control gave you. It's new music. She's at a different place in her life right now. So I know the music's going to sound. Well, I can't wait to The music's going to reflect that. I'm mm-hmm. excited for some new scissor. Put out those Lucy's, girl. She's on TV right now. That must be a sign. Look. Well, she was. Now it's oh. DJ Clue. Yeah. All right. Now, Questlove is executive producing a Broadway musical about Soul Train. I'm here for it. I'm definitely, definitely going to go see that. So it's... Uh, Obviously, all about Soul Train. Have you guys been watching that Soul Train show? No. I want to include bonds with Questlove, though. Questlove want to be Don Cornelius so bad. He loves Soul <laughs> he Train. He loves Soul Train. I mean, Man, he, he, loves Soul he Train. put out a 2013 book, Soul Train, the music, dance, and style I'm of a generation. He, he loves Soul Train the way I love Girlfriends and the Boondocks. And he's working on it alongside Tony Cornelius, who is the Soul Train host and creator, Don Cornelius' son. So it should be happening in 2021. That'll be coming. Okay. All right, and Angela Bassett is getting the Black Girls Rock Icon Award. Congratulations to Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett don't have one of those already? No. She Y'all want to close bonds for Queen Angela Bassett. My God. I would think that Angela Bassett would have every award that black people could possibly give out by now. 
Well, she'll be getting that, and that's going down on... It's going to air on September 8th. It'll be recorded before that, but it airs September 8th. Queen Angela going to be in there her. every bit of 72 years old, looking like the youngest, most healthiest person in the room. Drop one of the clues bombs for Queen Angela Bathroom. That's what a green drink looks like in human form, people. Yesterday, we told you about Eva Marcel changing the last name of her daughter, Marley, who she has with Kevin McCall. She's married now, and she wanted to make sure that their daughter has the same last name as the other children and her and her husband. Here's what she had said. Marley was born um, in 2014, and I gave her her biological father's name. And um, after two months, you know, we became estranged, and I raised her as a single mom. And then the good Lord saw fit for me to meet an amazing man, Michael Sterling, who has become my husband and the father of my later children. And so, long story short, we all have the name Sterling, and Marley is the only one with her um, biological father's name. And, you know, I saw it necessary, and Mike saw it necessary to change her name. I know you could just do that. You could just change the name without having the father's consent. Yeah, it's, you know. Well, here's what happened now, right? So... People were posting about this on Baller Alert, mm -hmm. and Kevin McCall slid into those comments. It ended up on Comment Creeping. And somebody said, Kevin McCall, better than me, I'll tell you that much. Ain't no way you changing my daughter's last name. And Kevin McCall responded, this is off of her reality show, Don't Believe This Crap. And then somebody said, you disown baby girl publicly, right? So I hope she did change her last name if you are indeed an absent father. He responded, only girls with a certain education level heard that rumor and ran with it. Educated <sighs> women see that I post her daily and simply said I would complain about not seeing her via internet and erased every me memory of her mother, stating regardless of titles, in the end, I'll win. Fatty. I don't know all the details of what Kevin McCall is talking about, but I can see why he's upset. If, yeah, I, if yeah. I was a father and I was trying to be in my child's life, I'd be highly upset that uh, the mother just changed change my name. child's name. I didn't think you, you could just do that without consent. I'm just going to change the name. I don't know if she has full custody mm. and what those rules are, but... You can't even use the line, hustle for your last name, not your first, when the, the woman changes the child's name. All you know right, I'm saying? Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. That's what legacies are built on. All right, well, thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, shout out to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request and, and, in. And please let people know that Stacey Abrams uh, will be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. That's right, after the mix, so keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Do you yep. think the Electoral College is something that also needs to change? It should be abolished. The mm -hmm. Electoral College was not designed. It, it's become this you know, notion that it was to protect small states. There were no small states when the Electoral College was created. It was designed because they didn't believe that peasants and working people should have a direct effect on the election. It was designed because they didn't trust people. We now should trust our people and we need to eliminate the Electoral College. How come College? no one's trying to get that abolished? They can't, because it's a constitutional amendment. So you we, can't, we can't, can't. We can barely it. get them to follow the constitution now. <laughs> you can't change the constitution until you change the composition of the electorate, and that means you have to change the legislature. So that's what we've got to do next. But I'm just trying to make sure people in Georgia can vote. Mm -hmm. So we get that part like one done. One step at a time. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is the Georgia Ethics Commission still investigating your campaign? Yes, they are. And if so, why? Because they're mad. Yeah. Uh, we've done nothing wrong. We we complied with the law. We've provided all the paperwork we're required to provide. This is a witch hunt that's designed to smear my reputation because in years past, when a candidate loses, the candidate goes on about his or her merry way, usually his merry way. I, I'm not raised that way. My parents are United Methodist ministers who were civil rights leaders. You don't concede evil, and you do not give people who do wrong the right to do it to you. Would you run for office again? Of course. 
And so there were rumors that you were going to run for president. Now, if somebody taps you for vice president, is that a job that you would welcome? I would absolutely be honored to be considered. I don't know who the nominee is, and I'm not going to be so presumptuous as to assume they're going to look at me. But I would certainly welcome the opportunity to try. It was well, rumors like Joe Biden. It was rumors Joe Biden wanted you to be the VP pick. Like it was no. a done deal. No, I've <laughs> met with I've met with most of the presidential candidates. When I met with Joe Biden, uh, rumors started flying. We had the same conversation I have with everyone. One, fight voter suppression, and I want every presidential candidate to be talking about it. And two, I need everyone to understand that Georgia is a battleground state. We have the highest percentage of African American voters in any competitive state. We need people to fight down there because if they fight in Georgia, we win. Are you paying attention to the primaries like that? That I am. I decided not to run for president because I wanted to watch the debates. I wanted to mm-hmm. make certain that we had candidates who were up to the job, and I think we do. So we've had a lot of people run before. We're going to winnow down the field by natural attrition. But the important thing is they're talking about the issues that matter. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone running for president right now on the Democratic side is better than the person currently occupying the White House. Do you think President Obama set the bar too high for people of color candidates? No, I think he was exactly the person we needed to demonstrate our capacity to do this job. And the bar to, should be high. Yeah, I but would it's, say. it's like he, I mean, he, to me, he was such a great president that when you look at like anybody else, it's like, eh, if they're not that, then you kind of give them the side eye. It's kind of hard to be that. I think it's impossible to be him, but I do think that we have candidates who are able to measure up, but we also have to remember the energy that he created is a once in a lifetime energy. Mm-hmm. When you are the first, you create a mm-hmm. very different narrative. And so everyone's gonna suffer by not being the first. No, I'm telling you, it's really it really pisses me off that we had forty eight hours of democratic primaries and I mean democratic debates and nobody said anything about voter suppression. Like it's unbelievable to me. Part of the challenge is that it's such a complex question. Most people don't know how to reduce it down. I've I've been practicing. I know to say it's, can you get on the rolls? Can you stay on the rolls? Can you cast a ballot? Can the ballot be counted? But we're talking about 50 different states, 3,000 different administrative bodies, those counties that actually administer elections. It's complicated. And we want to believe as Americans that our right to vote is sacred. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, though, from the South and the West and anybody who lives in a community where you've been disenfranchised, you know that's not true. But most people have to experience to understand just how how invasive it feels to be told that you are not enough. And that's a hard thing to communicate in a one-minute sentence. America doesn't even have a conversation about slavery. Because yes. I saw you comment on the uh, 1619 article mm-hmm. that the New York Times wrote. And in that article, they said that America wasn't a democracy until black Americans Absolutely. made it one. So how do you think black Americans made the country a democracy? So we became a representative democracy because when you have an entire population that is legally disinvested from being able to uh, vote to participate it was when african americans were finally given the right to vote when we finally got to participate and be represented that's when we had a truly representative democracy the challenge we're facing now is that voter suppression is pushing us back out of the narrative Mm. and the same thing is happening with the 2020 census after the election in 2018, I started two organizations. One was Fair Fight because I want electoral integrity mm-hmm. and voter protection. The second is called Fair Count. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so faircount.org is the other website to go to. If we do not pay attention to the 2020 census, we will lose billions of dollars. It cannot be used against you. When you fill out the census, it's not some conspiracy. They can't come and find you. It can't be used to issue a warrant. It It cannot. Okay. It is in the law. See, what? I see your skepticism. The law? Right. The, 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 the law, law that no, no, no. keeps breaking. You got my name and address and my... Your name, 
here's the thing. They already know where you are. That's why they sent you the census. They oh, <laughs> great point. So if they were coming for you, if they were coming for you, they would have been there already. Great that point. That is true. They just need Touché. you to thank you. <laughs> they just need you to verify Jeez. that you're still there. And not to come and not to come and get you, but so that they can count you to give you money. Okay. If we get counted, we get the congressional leadership we deserve. We get the money we deserve. We're paying it in. We need to get it back. Right. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. It's Stacey Abrams. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Shout out to Stacey Abrams for joining us. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Listen, man, the positive note is simply this, and this is for everybody that has a, a relationship that they cherish. Always remember that all relationships have one law, and that's never make the one you love feel alone, especially... If you're sitting right there. Basically, I'm telling you to get off your goddamn phone. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?